Hey everyone, what is going on? Welcome to the Faith Life and Fitness Show, a podcast designed to bring the faith and the fitness communities together. My name is Caleb Cavasis, and I am a husband, father, pastor, and CrossFitter. And I'll be sharing personal stories and biblical truths to inspire everyday athletes like you and I to live a God-first life. If you're ready, let's get to it. Welcome to uh, the special edition of the Faith, Life, and Fitness podcast. Hey, we're recording this live, uh, something that I've wanted to do, and I thought about it and I said, why not? There's nothing on right now. There's no sports. There's really nothing going on right now. So I wanted just to uh, do a, a, a recording, a live recording of the podcast and wanted to see how it goes. So feel free to jump into the chat. We're on Facebook Live right now. So feel free to jump into the chat and join in on the conversation. So before I get into the show, just a couple of things that I wanted to get out of the way. First of all, I want to say thank you to all of the listeners out there. I'm super excited about what is going on with the Faith, Life, and Fitness podcast. We have had about 300 downloads now just over a, a course of about three months or so really encouraged about what's going on. Thank you guys for all the feedback and uh, all of that. Just hoping that it's encouraging you on your walk in your faith journey and your fitness journey. That's that's really what I'm doing this for. Um, the second thing is, is don't forget to, to go out there and subscribe. If you haven't not subscribed already, hit Apple Podcasts, whether you, wherever you listen to your podcast, uh, your podcast. You can go out there to Apple, Spotify. We're on Google. We're on all of them. So go out there, subscribe, share. Would love for you to get the information out to whomever you think may benefit from that. So, all right, let's get into the show. Uh, As I said, we're recording live right now. So feel free to jump into the chat on Facebook Live. Would love to hear your feedback. But I want to talk about motivation and what keeps us going. So I know we talk a little bit about keeping motivated and all of that. I did uh, a couple of podcasts in January where we talked about the first one was talking about goals and resolutions. And I talked why I don't do resolutions. I would rather do goals. And then I was really challenged after I dropped the podcast. I read a book called uh, Atomic Habits and really was challenged about my goals and changing into better systems to help with my goals. So either way, I was I was definitely motivated in that. And then in our, our second podcast in January, I had my good friend Theo Schaefer on, and we talked a little bit about uh, breaking through plateaus. A lot of times when we, when we go through things, we hit a level and we we stop. We we don't do anything else. We hit a spiritual plateau. We hit a physical plateau, and we don't know how to break through those. So if you haven't gone back and listened to those, go check us out uh, and, and listen to those podcasts. Would love uh, to to get you up to speed on that. But have you ever said? Think about this question. Have you ever said, "Man, I'm just not motivated." I say that a lot. Like I'm, I'm not motivated to get up and go to the gym. I'm not motivated to do this. I'm not motivated to that. Or I just, I have no motivation. You know, like on that Sunday afternoon after church, and you're just, uh, you're at home and you're sitting on the couch, and you know you need to go do something, and you're like, I have no motivation. I have zero motivation to do it. Or maybe you're just the opposite. Maybe, maybe you're the person that you have all the motivation at the very beginning, and you quickly lose that motivation. The question is, is why? I, I can tell you, um, and, and for me, it's it's been one of those things that I have 
uh, tried on several occasions uh, to start some things and just lose motivation. I don't have the right systems in place. I don't have a lot of things going on. But one thing that I have noticed is when we're going to talk about what keeps us motivated is uh, some things that we can put in place in our lives to help us keep us motivated from a spiritual aspect as well as uh, this this physical aspect in our our physical uh, fitness journey. Um, the podcast is all about tying in our faith journeys and our, our fitness journeys together because I think sometimes they go hand in hand in how we operate. Um, if you've listened to the podcast, I'm a huge CrossFitter. I love doing it. I'm not really good at it, uh, but I love doing it, and I I enjoy what it's brought to me and the motivation. Um, we're going to talk about a story in the Bible that I think is parallel to a lot of things in life, uh, both spiritually, physically. We can talk a little bit about all of those different things. So the story is the story of Jericho. And it's found in Joshua chapter six, and I'm not going to read it, but you can go back and read it a little bit later. But you can, you, if you know the story at all, it's about how God told Joshua that the walls of Jericho were there; they couldn't penetrate them, they couldn't go uh, through. They needed to go through Jericho, and what it was is they were in, impenetrable. They didn't have any way of going through the the walls of Jericho, and they prayed about it, and God told Joshua, hey, what I want you to do is walk silently around this this wall for six days. Just do a march around it for six days, and on the seventh day, I want you to walk around, and then I want you to blow the horns and, and, and pretty much a praise and worship service, and I'm going to bring the walls of Jericho down. And, and I know maybe if it was me sitting in Joshua's seat, and I would be like, really... God, can't you just like breathe on the wall and make it fall? Why, why do I have to walk around for six days? Why do I have to do all of this stuff? But they did it. And, you know, I can, I can put myself into the, the, the people of Israel walking around that wall for six days. So remember the remember the the thing that I talked about is maybe you don't have any motivation or maybe you're that person you like you have all the motivation in the beginning. And I can see that these people were probably like that. I have this motivation in the beginning because they're probably talking about like, okay, God's going to do this. We're so excited that God said he's going to bring down the walls. All we have to do is walk around this thing for 6 days and we're going to get victory and all of this and that. And so they start out with a bang. And they start walking around this wall. And probably if it was me by day three, I'm, I'm getting a little irritated, right? Maybe you. So it, it, it's, it's kind of like, okay, we got to do this again. All we've been doing is walking around a wall. We can't even talk when we're walking around this wall. What, what is happening? And so think about this in your life where you start out something really uh, gung-ho, right? We're, we're getting ready to be in February at this point. And most of us have made our resolutions or goals or whatever. How is it that you are staying motivated in those goals or resolutions that you started at the very beginning of the year? Because a lot of us go in gun-ho at the very beginning of the year, and we are all full bore about what we're wanting to do. So maybe for you, it was getting back into the gym. Maybe it was eating better. Maybe it was uh, you wanted to get up earlier in the morning and spend some time with God, whatever that may be. Maybe for you, it was to stop smoking or stop drinking or uh, whatever, save some money or whatever it is. And then all of a sudden, you're like, you're like at day three, 
or whatever that is, you're middle of January or you come in into February and you're like these people that I can, I can probably just picture, right? They're at day three. They're like, let's, can, can we not just do this now? And what is the motivation? Why, why are we doing this? And I'm sure at the end of this, Josh was like, listen, we know what's going to happen, but we just have to keep plugging along. So I want to talk about three things to help us stay motivated. Um, I, I, they're, they're not tried and true. I'm not a motivational speaker by any means, but just some things that I know for myself that I think that we can keep on track to keep us motivated. The first thing that I'm thinking about is this. We need to have a purpose, a goal, or vision. Right, so we need to have a purpose of why we're doing what we're doing. We need to have an end goal of why we're doing what we're doing, or we need to have a God-given vision of why He is calling us to do something. Right, we don't just wake up in the morning and figure out, oh, I'm just going to do this, and we have nothing going uh, uh, to push us forward. <clears throat> because what ends up happening is, is we start to lose motivation very quickly if we do not have a purpose, or we don't don't have a goal, or we don't have a vision. Um, Think about what God is calling you to do. Maybe you need to go back to the things that God has said to you, for you, and what he has purposed into your life. Has God given you a purpose or a vision or a goal of ministry? Has he given you something for your business? Has he given you something for your life, whether you're a student, uh, whether you're an athlete? Has he given you a vision of what you're wanting to do? The question is, is you need to go back to what he's saying. Maybe God has given you a dream. Maybe you're a dreamer and he's given you a dream. You're not seeing that dream come to fruition yet, but you need to go back to what God has said. If you're not writing what God is saying to you down, you need to write it down because that's motivation. I know I journal a lot. I journal a ton because for me, it is my expression to write down what God is saying to me. It's the motivation that I can go back years from now and look back in a journal that I wrote in 2008 and figure out where my life was and what God was encouraging me with, what God was challenging me with. And some of those things, listen, I'm telling you right now, some of those things that I've written down were dreams that are just now coming to fruition. So, for me, it was my proverbial three-day, four-day walk around the wall, and I haven't seen the day seven yet. Some of those, I'm just now walking into my day seven. Some of those, I'm getting ready to shout, and God's going to bring in to fruition. So think about this, when, when from, not just from the spiritual aspect, from the physical aspect. As you know, I'm part of a, of a CrossFit gym, and staying motivated is, is big. Getting up and going to the gym is not the easiest thing to do, especially when you're sore, when you don't feel like it, when you know that that workout is going to absolutely shatter you. It's, it, is, um, it is meant to shatter your soul uh, sometimes. We did a workout today that started out with 100 wall balls, and I thought to myself, why am I even doing this? Why am I here? I think that they try to program things to kill our souls so that we don't want to come back. But in my, in my soul, I have to have a motivation to do what I do. Now, maybe for you, it's not CrossFit. Maybe it's, it, it's going to the gym and running on the treadmill, or, or maybe it's doing Zumba, or maybe whatever that is, you have to have a motivation. And, and I'll just get real personal with you uh, right now. My motivation, when I started all of this a year and a half ago, I realized something in my life. I was highly overweight and highly out of shape and not healthy. 
uh, I was eating in a way that was super not healthy. I'm 5'6", I'm 43 years old, and I weighed 205 pounds. And when I looked at myself in the mirror, I did not see the best version of myself. And the reason that I didn't see the best version of myself is I knew I wasn't taking care of myself. And then the motivation behind that was not just to look better. It wasn't about, I wanted to get this, you know, cut physique at 43 years old. I'm not even trying for that right now. But the thing that I mo- that most motivated me was family history. We have a lot of heart disease and stuff in my family, and I didn't want to be another statistic. I wanted to be around for my kids when I'm 80 and 90 years old. I wanted to see my grandchildren. I wanted to walk my daughter down the aisle. I wanted to be there for my boys when they get married and have their kids and start families of their own. And I did not want to have to do this with... Uh, you know, a heart attack on my mind or things like that, because there are some things that I could help prevent. And so my motivation was that. It wasn't because I wanted to be uh, the next Matt Frazier or Rich Froning or anything like that. I, there's no way on the planet that I could be that person, but I could be the best version of me. And that's what the reason of my motivation and my purpose and my vision from my fitness standpoint I know what God has called me to do from the ministry. And I often go back to those moments where God has called me into the ministry to do the things that he wanted me to do. And that's why I do what I do. That's what keeps me motivated. That's what keeps me motivated on the day threes when I don't feel motivated to get up to go to church. I want to be real honest with you. I've been a pastor. I've been a senior pastor. And there have been Sundays where I do not want to get up to go to church. Ask any pastor out there. There are going to be days that they don't want to get up to go to church. There's going to be their day threes and their day fours where it doesn't seem like anything is happening in their church. It's not, they don't feel the presence of God sometimes for the people. But sometimes I'm going to tell you the day threes and day fours, the, the, the where you don't feel it and you do it because God has called you to do it are the most effective days. When you go to the gym and you don't feel it, it's some of the best workouts that I've ever had. And those things are the things to me that keeps me motivated. It's a purpose. It's a vision. It's a goal. The children uh, of Israel with Joshua and those that are walking around the wall, their vision was to get through Jericho. And they knew God had said, we're getting through Jericho. You're just going to have to walk your day threes and your day fours. So purpose, motivation, your goals, your visions. The second thing I want to talk to you about is you need to stay accountable. If you want to stay motivated, you've got to stay accountable because you can't just have a goal or a vision or a purpose and keep it all to yourself because you're going to be the one who cheats yourself. Trust me, if you have a goal in mind and you don't tell anybody else, there's no way that the, the easiest way is to cheat yourself. You're going you're gonna to pass on something. You're not going to do something because no one else cares for you in that moment because no one else knows that you're doing it. So uh, for me, it's been these last 30 days, we've done two things. One, spiritually, I went through a 24-day or a 21-day fast and gave up some social media on a a major platform. I had to be on there for a couple of things, but gave it up. And the accountability was myself and, you know, just the others and my accountability with God on that because I just knew that I needed to do something in order to regroup for this year. So that was my spiritual 
uh, accountability. It was with the church that, that we're a part of. The second thing was, is we did, I, I'm in the midst of a challenge at, at this moment right now with my gym. And there are a lot of things that I have to keep accountable to. Um, get 10,000 steps a day, log my meals. Um, sure, at the end of this, there's there's prizes and stuff, but I have motivation. I have a goal. I have a, a vision. I have a, an end thing to this because, you know, not only do I want to win, but I, I want to I be healthier in this. So I've got people around me making me accountable. Um, did you get your steps in today? Did you get this in today? Um, how'd you do on this challenge? What you're eating, eating is it good? And, and are you logging that? So you've got to stay accountable. You need to get people close to you that are not going to judge you, but push you. There's a difference. There's a difference between someone judging you on how you're doing and someone keeping you accountable and pushing you forward. Because you, you need someone to push you. If you don't have people in your life to push you to the edge and say, I know that you can do this, I'm walking this with you, then that you're missing something in that. God has not called us to do this alone. God has called us to be accountable to one another and push each other forward in the midst of um, in the midst of our spiritual life. Push each other forward in our fitness. If you're a part of a gym, if you're a part of CrossFit, if you're a part of Zumba class, listen. Whatever it is, do something that keeps you accountable with somebody else. Tell somebody your goal. Hey, I want to lose ten pounds in the next. 60, 90 days, six months, whatever it is. I want to start eating better. I want to not uh, eat this or drink that or whatever it is. Tell somebody. But you also want to stay accountable. So one of the best things I can that I can tell you right now is if you're not on the Bible app or YouVersion app, and um, it's a great app for you to be able to do your own devotions, but there is a great way to do devotions with, with somebody else and, and, and walk with them during the time that you're doing your devotion. They can keep you accountable. You can talk back and forth about the devotion you did. Um, that's a great opportunity to do that. Small groups in your church are a great way to stay accountable. And, and Take your spiritual walk with God to the next level. Accountability. I'm telling you, accountability is it. And the third thing and the final thing, and we're going to end on this, is embrace the middle. Now, let me explain that a little bit. We talked a little bit about the the, the children walking around um, the walls of Jericho. They had to do it for six, seven days. In the six days, they had to be silent. Seven days, they uh, did a worship service and shouted, and the walls came down. Uh, great moment in, in God providing for his people. <clears throat> but in the midst of that, the middle is sometimes the worst and the hardest to get through. Day one, day two, you still got the excitement going on. Day three, day four, Man, day five, it is getting rough. It's you don't see the end in sight. It's it's the hardest, uh, the hardest time. You know, day six or seven, you know that the end is coming. You know you've got um, the end there, and so it's the middle. Uh, we talked a little bit about about breaking plateaus, and we called it embracing the suck because that's 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 what it is. Um, when when you do a a five round or a six round wad with a lot of movements. It's not the first two. It's not the last one. It's the middle two rounds that kill you because you feel like you've come out of the gates really fast. You burn out and then you have zero energy round three. And then you just have to just, just haul it at round five to get it done so that you can get it done. You find, you dig deep and you find all of that energy when it comes to round five. 
Um, and, and that's to me is that's embracing the middle. Sometimes you've got to embrace those moments, embrace the middle of what God has called you to do and push through what seems like nothing is moving to stay motivated. Again, I, I remind you, go back to what God has said to you. Go back to the moments where God has spoken specifically to you of what he wants to do in your life. Sometimes, and a lot of times, listen to me, a lot of times God does not give you the, the time frame. And that's the hardest thing about our walks with God. I want to be real honest with you. God has said a lot of things to me. He's promised me a lot of things, but there is no timeline in that. Sometimes we as people push God's timeline because of um, disobedience, sin, whatever that is in our lives. Sometimes God pushes the timeline because we are not ready. And there are a lot of times that God keeps us in the middle to build us up, to get stronger, to get wiser, to get spiritually fit so that when the final round comes, when that promise and, and gets there, we're going to be ready for it. Same thing happens in, in your workout. Same thing happens um, at, at your sport um, that you're working out in. Listen, no one likes off-season. I'm just going to be real honest with you. If they say they love off-season, they're they're crazy. No one loves the, the grind of a practice and running all the time, but those are the middle moments. Everybody loves playing the game. Everybody loves getting in and, and winning and going for the championships, but the grind in the middle is what makes it happen. It's the studying of the film. It is being a student of the game. I tell my kids all the time that are in sports, and I tell people all the time, if you want to be better at it, you got to be a student of the game. Well, I just don't want to do that because, you know, well, it's just, I just want to get out there and play. That's great. But the person that is, that's being a student of the game is embracing the middle and they're going to be better down the road. When your time comes and your number is called, it's going to, it's going to be them uh, because they're, they're doing the work. They're embracing the middle. So listen, if you're wanting to stay motivated right now, it, it's, it's coming up on February. Some of us have made those resolutions and we've already broke them. That's okay. Let's get back to them. You've made some goals. You haven't hit your goal. That's okay. Get back to it. See, it doesn't stop because you didn't hit it. It doesn't stop and you're just like, forget it all. That's okay. Get back to it. Get back on uh, the track and get back to it. You need to make sure you go back to what God is saying to you when it comes to your vision, your purpose, and your goals. You need to stay accountable. Maybe you got off track because you never brought somebody in the mix of that goal or that vision. And then finally, you've got to embrace the middle. You've got to embrace the suck. You've got to embrace that middle days of whatever it is, those middle rounds if you want to get better, whatever it is. Do the hard things so that you can stay motivated, so that you can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. Hey, don't forget to hit that subscribe button to stay up to date on the shows. Finally, our goal is to encourage you to live a God-first life. If you think others would benefit from what you heard today, please share it. We'll catch you next time on the Faith, Life, and Fitness Show.